0: Busted. Open. Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Yo, what's going on? Busted Open after Dark Nation. I'm back. It's me, Uncle Bully. Turn it up, guys. We got some dynamite to talk about. MJF, Samoa Joe and the devil a strong segment but after tonight who do you think the devil is we're gonna unwrap some stuff we're gonna get to the bottom of this or at least we're gonna try to also christian and adam copeland wow is christian a scumbag or what he went in deep tonight and he went in on copeland's mom How much are you looking forward to this match? And are they going to the match a little too soon? We're going to talk about that also. Get ready. Sit down. Pop open a cold one and get some pizza going because I'm Uncle Bully. And we're going to rock and roll all night and party every day. Right here on Busted Open After Dark's podcast. Big news of tonight, in my opinion was the MJF segment. Before I even get into MJF, I got to put AEW over tonight because before the show started, I knew that we were getting this Continental Classic. And I said to myself, I'm not a big fan of tournaments. I'm, I'm not that big of a fan of the G1 in New Japan. I have all the respect in the world for it. I have all the respect in the world for the talent. The performers, the wrestler. I'm going to use the word wrestlers, because this, this is like a G1 tournament. It's actually very similar to the Bound for Glory series that TNA came, you know, uh, introduced about 10 or 12 years ago. I wasn't sure how it was going to feel about this Continental Classic. But after tonight, I really enjoyed it. The matches were all really strong. They were different. Like, you know, uh, Moxley and Lethal was more of a wrestling match where uh, Briscoe and Roosh was more of a fight. So I just want to say that AEW won me over tonight with the show and the really strong wrestling. And I believe that the WWE is going in one direction with sports entertainment and Tony is going the complete other direction with a pro wrestling heavy product which we, we saw tonight. And if you're an AEW diehard, this is what you love. I'm not sure how many new eyes it'll bring to the product. I don't know how much, you know, strong style pro wrestling uh, people really want out there, but we shall see. So I just wanted to say good job by the entire company tonight, the men and the women, all with entertaining matches. Uh, we get MJF. We get the world heavyweight champion, the AEW world heavyweight champion, and one half of the Ring of Honor tag team champions coming to the ring. MJF is talking about Samoa Joe. He's putting over Samoa Joe, and the first time that he ever saw Samoa Joe is when he ordered a poster from TNA back in the day, and he opened up the poster, and Joe stuck out to him. Joe stuck out to him because of his unconventional look. Listen, Joe ain't no bodybuilder. He's built like a fire hydrant and is a wrestling machine. Um, And that stuck out to Max. Max went on to put over Joe. He thanked Joe for helping pave the way in pro wrestling for guys like Max. And then Max just went on and on saying how, He was going to beat Joe, and Joe better be ready for him, and what this company means to Max. Max even mentioned the WWE again, along with TNA in his promo. I don't know whether you guys like that or hate that. They seem to do that a lot in AEW. It doesn't bother me as long as it makes sense, and it made sense to me tonight because Max talked about how the WWE never gave Joe that real championship opportunity. How do you feel about that? Did they? Did they not? I mean, I I thought they did a good job with Joe, and then I believe Joe got hurt. They gave him a commentary position, and then Joe, ta-ta, see you, take care, brush your hair. But I think AEW is a much better fit for Joe. I mean, we saw how Joe shined in Ring of Honor. We saw how Joe shined, especially in his matches, with AJ Styles and Kurt Angle in TNA, and we're seeing how Joe shines here. I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe. I I love Joe's believability. When Joe talks, I listen. I believe that Joe is a bad mother trucker. And then he goes in the ring and he backs it up. And I love how Joe just gives you that little smirk in the ring. Like when he catches somebody charging in with the urinagi, Or when he just moves out of the way when somebody comes off the top rope for a high cross body. Um, we get just enough levity from Joe in there. So Max is out there. and Max closes his promo. And then all of a sudden, the shit hits the fan. Lights go out. Lights start flashing. All of a sudden, a bunch of the masked men hit the ring. And they're beating down MJF. And they got MJF on his knees, and they're holding his arms out. And the one masked man is about to drop the hammer on MJF. And here comes Samoa Joe to make the save baseball bat in hand Joe gets rid of everybody and then all of a sudden the screen goes to black and I was like holy shit my feed cut out like it's one of the most important parts of the show and I almost went to change the channel but then the typing came on the screen and I'm like, holy shit, they got me with like an Andy Kaufman moment. If you remember the, you know, the Andy Kaufman movie, when the, when the vertical hold started going up and down on the show and Kaufman thought it would be so funny that everybody in America would be trying to adjust their television sets. So they got me good there, which I love. I I love it when you're able to hook me. And then the typing came up on the screen, Max and Joe, you know, we challenge you to a tag match next week, you know, if you really have the guts, if you dare. And I'm sorry, people. I'm going to detach myself for a second. But I'll be damned if this did not have the Aces and Eight story written all over it. Andre, agree or disagree? Did you refresh me on your Aces and No, absolutely not. You should have been watching this. (laughs) That was funny though. Andre. (laughs) This really had aces and eights written all over it, which I don't have a problem with. If you're going to take stories from the past and you're going to rehash them, not do them exactly the same way. You're going to rehash them and you're going to put your twist on it or, or, you know, your, uh, your turn on it. I'm totally fine with that. But this really reminded me of something that, really worked in TNA for the people that were involved. And it wound up being that the baby face who was always making the save, which coincidentally is talking to you right now, wound up being the biggest scumbag in the history of the company. Let's see where they go. If I had to guess right now, I would say that Samoa Joe is the devil. Because the good, the guy who always made the save in the aces and eights angle, was the actual bad guy. Now they're probably not copying this. I hope not. These guys, Max is smart. The, the creativity that Max puts into things is—I uh, have a lot of respect for. I'm sure there's going to be swerves and dips just like in the entire aces and eight storyline and hopefully at the end of the day we get this great big reveal and we thought it was going to be this guy but it's this guy just like Scooby Doo and they unmask Mr. Smithers we can't believe it was you um so i want to know what you guys think after tonight if you had to guess who the devil was and i know we've talked about this before but very specifically After tonight, I like the way the whole thing was done tonight. I like the facts that the the fact that Max put Joe over so hard because he makes him so credible. Joe makes himself credible, but then when Max puts him over to the moon, he becomes even more credible. The whole beatdown. Now we're gonna get this challenge next week. And Max accepted the challenge on behalf of him and Joe. So we're gonna get two of the mass men. Versus Max and Joe. Who are these masked men? Nobody knows. We can only guess right now, but I want to know what you think. I want to know what your hypothesis is. And as we all learned in school, a hypothesis is an educated guess. See, Ariel, you learned so much here on Busted Open After Dark. It's like a Yeet. college education. What, what did you say, John? Yeet. Oh, that wasn't John, that was Jay. Yeet. Yeet. What's up, Jay? How you doing? Yeet. How's uh, everything going on uh, Monday Night Raw you and Cody? Yeet. Dudleys are the greatest tag team of all time. Yeet. What's up? <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> Not Yeet. Edge and Christian like Edge and Christian said tonight. That's a bunch of malarkey. Um, So listen, Nation, I want to hear from you. That was my top story of the night. The ongoing who is it, who done it, with Max, with Samoa Joe, who's the devil?
0: Hey everyone, Lindsey Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my Sirius XM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano fantasy dirt so please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the sxm app included with most subscriptions this tweet comes courtesy
1: of dr Britt baker
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: Britt says, As far as tonight's AEW Dynamite, MJF live promo time, seven minutes. Christian Cage live promo time 10 minutes all of 2023 AEW Dynamite Britt Baker live promo time zero minutes now is this Britt Baker bitching moaning and complaining on social media or is this a hint is this a hint as to why she could be the devil because she's disgruntled i don't know i'll let you guys be the super sleuths you guys figure it out or you can sit back and watch it unfold and be entertained by it speaking of being entertained by it let's get into christian and adam cole i mean adam copeland baby two of my favorite guys in the entire pro wrestling business. I think you all know why. P.S. Dear Tony Khan, your fan base wants Edge and Christian in the Hardys and the Dudleys at the same ring at the same time one more time. So Christian goes out there and he calls out Adam Cole. Damn, why do I keep... I I don't even want to call him Adam Copeland. I just want to say Edge. Christian calls out Adam Copeland. And I love the fact that the music didn't hit right away. I hate it when people call other people out and the music immediately hits. It takes away the the, the realness. It's like the guy's just waiting on the other side of the curtain to be called out as if it was scripted, uh, you know, sports entertainment. Duh. So Christian's like, please hit the music. Please hit the music. Please hit the music. Still nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, they hit Adam's music because as a viewer, I'm sitting there going, all right, Adam Copeland's in the back and he just got called out. And like somebody heard it and then somebody had run into Adam Copeland's dressing room and say, hey, Adam, Christian just called you out. And then Adam's got to tie his shoes and then he's got to work his way over to the gorilla position and then he's got to go out. So I like that they took time. It's more believable. It's more realistic. His music finally hits. He comes out. Adam looks like he's got an Aces and eights vest and beanie on also. (laughs) But I digress. Um, Looking a lot different. And I think Excalibur even put that uh, over on commentary that Copeland looked a lot different tonight than his first night in AEW. I think he said it was a complete 180. They had these makeshift security guards in the ring which I am not a fan of using um, extras who show up to the show looking for work as security guards unless they look like real security guards. I'm not a fan of using, you know, the makeshift cops unless they're real cops. Now, I know it's hard to get the cops to be on the show, but if you're going to use security guards, at least look like, you know, get get people who look the part. Even if it's two monsters, Justin, I'd rather have two monsters who look like they can jack you up as opposed to five guys who I know Adam Cole could beat the shit out of in an instant. But Christian got rid of the security guards. I was happy to see that. Now here's where the master starts working. Christian starts off by apologizing says the match is not going to happen between me and you because I apologize. I'm sorry. Fans aren't buying into it. And one of the things that I think Christian could have done a better job with was his tone and his volume. I did not believe Christian one bit. I did not, like, his words said one thing, his tone said something completely different. They were babyface words, but he was delivering them with that dick-ish Christian way of saying things. Like, I would have liked to have seen Christian come completely out of quote-unquote character, and everything in his voice changes. Listen, Adam. I was driving and I started thinking, man, I mean, thinking about, you know, being on the road together and what it was like when we had nothing but a dream and how we used to call the car, the walrus, or at least that's what bully calls Tommy dreamer and how we would make all these towns. And then we became the greatest tag team in the world and blah, blah, blah. I wanted to hear a different tone out of Christian tonight. And I didn't get that. That's why I wasn't fully into, oh, maybe he really is apologizing. So I, I would have liked to have heard a little bit of difference there, but Christian is really good what he does, just that my ears were hearing something different. Maybe you guys agree, maybe you disagree. Maybe he had you hooked. You know, he talks about their accomplishments and how much fun they had on the road and all the great times. And he tells them that he loves him. And Christian is really tugging at, Adam Copeland's heartstrings right now. Talks about how didn't have a dad and you know how Christian's dad was more of a dad to Adam and then he goes after the mom situation. Now, Adam and his mom very very close. Adam's mom basically raised him. I had the pleasure of meeting Adam's mom in the when we were all together in WWE doing the things that nobody else will ever copy. Or be able to accomplish along with all six of us um and christian reminds adam of adam's mom's last words basically on her deathbed or when she was close to dying about how adam's mom said i wish you guys would get back together and be a team again and go out on top yada yada and Adam did a phenomenal job of selling with just his facials, how he went wide eye and it almost looked like he was going to cry, which is exactly what Christian is looking for. He's looking to bait him in. He's, he's trying to get Adam to buy into all his BS. If he can get him just a little bit, because nobody knows Christian better than Adam Copeland, but if he can get him to think just a little bit that, damn, maybe my, my best friend really means it. Then Christian can do his dirty work and Christian ends, you know, ends it with, you know, let, come on, Adam, let's reform. Let's get back together. Let's do it for your mom. Oh man, that's heavy, dude. And then what does Christian do? He goes to nail Adam, but Adam sees it coming from a mile away. And turns around, and I believe he need him in the balls. I think I blinked and missed it, but I believe he need him in the balls, right, Andre? Cool. And he's holding Christian up. If you get need in the balls surreal, real, you're going down. He's holding him up, holding him up, holding him up. And then as Christian is sinking lower, he drops him. He picks up the microphone and he goes off by, you know, basically saying, I didn't buy into your crap. You got caught. And then he hits him with the old GFY. And I love a good F-bomb, but I'm not going to repeat it. You guys know what he said. GFY, go fudge yourself. I like fudge. You guys like fudge? Ariel, you like fudge? Heck yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> that's it. That's the two words. Heck yeah. We're just going to, we, we should just use that as a drop. Heck yeah. yeah. Wait, Steve, you say hell yeah. And then Ariel, you say heck yeah. Steve? Give me a hell yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. You pop me, and that's all that matters. Adam ends with the G F Y, which gets a massive response from the audience. Everybody, like I said, everybody likes a good f bomb, and uh, he goes walking away. Christian's looking at him. We st- we're still getting this match. We're still getting this grudge match.
0: Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever. You stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash busted open trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble.